Welcome to the Mindful Mondays podcast, weekly reflections and meditations to start your week right. With your host, author, meditator and founder of Mind, Body and Spirit Entrepreneur, Rachel Thompson. Good morning, meditators, and welcome to the Mindful Mondays podcast. And welcome to the sixth day of our final week. We're on day 20 of our 21-day mindfulness challenge. If you are still tuning in and still listening and setting intentions and trying some of the things that I suggest, give yourself a pat on the back. That's wonderful. Now, yesterday we talked about not thinking about the past. Today, we are going to do the same but opposite. And we're not going to think about the future. And I know you're probably thinking like, that's impossible. I have to think about the future. I cannot function if I don't plan for the future. So I know this sounds a little crazy, but we're going to do sort of a modified version of this because I recognize we are not all monks in a cave or an ashram that have the luxury of just meditating and being. There has to be some forethought to be able to get through our days and not get fired and make sure that our children are fed and all of our responsibilities are taken care of. So I'm going to go over what this modified version of being mindful is going to look like. But first, I want to read yet another quote. And this is from Aya Kima, who states, As long as we have practiced neither concentration nor mindfulness, the ego takes itself for granted and remains its usual normal size, as big as the people around one will allow. I really, really liked that quote. Because so much of this mindfulness practice is overcoming the ego. And our ego is essential for survival. We need our ego. But we do not need the negativity, the anxiety, the worry, the need for constant competition, the self-consciousness, or the constant mind chatter that the ego elicits within us. Mindfulness accepts our egos for what they are. It allows us to understand our egos better and recognize that that ego is just a small part of us, one that talks to us constantly, but one that we do not have to listen to if we so choose. And you know, this ego does protect us and it helps us in certain situations, but much of it causes a lot of negativity and anxiety and fear that we don't need. And a lot of this fear comes from trying to predict future situations. How often have we taken away peace in our present moments because we're fearful of the future? Now, how often have these fearful situations that we predicted actually occurred, and occurred in the way that we thought they would. Typically, not very often. We tell ourselves that we need to think of all these terrible situations so that we can be prepared. But when less fortunate situations happen to us, we're never really prepared for them. So planning and thinking about all these possible things that can happen do absolutely nothing, really, to prepare us. It just takes away from the happiness and the joy and the peace of our present moments. 
Dr. Lisa Rankin wrote a book called The Fear Cure, and she talks a lot about this, and she talks about how there's two kinds of fear. There's true fear, and that's a kind that arises from a genuine threat. There is an actual emergency that you have to respond to. Somebody gets hurt or very sick. That's a true threat, and your fight or flight kicks in, and you respond to it. We need that fear response so that we can act appropriately. Our senses are heightened. We're able to think quickly. It helps us. But then there is false fear. And this fear triggers a stress response that actually undermines your health, that causes chronic diseases, heart problems, high blood pressure, causes one to overeat. A variety of different negative health effects can occur from this false fear. And so in this book, she gave an example that I really liked and I wanted to share with you. And she talks about how she was driving to speak at an event and she borrowed a friend's car and the tire popped when she was on the highway and she was in a true fearful state. There was an imminent threat present and she reacted. And how she reacted was she was able to get the car to the side of the road, get to a safe spot. So that helped her because she could think quickly and she reacted immediately. Then after that true fear took place and she acted appropriately, the false fear crept in and she had borrowed the car. So she was worried about how the person who let her borrow the car would react and they'd never want to talk to her again. And then she would not make her speech and she would disappoint all these people and just a slew of thoughts came in and caused her so much more fear and anxiety and worry. And then I believe what she said was she recognized this and engaged in, I think it was like a breathing exercise, some sort of mindfulness activity that brought herself back to the present. And what occurred after that was a series of events that took care of every single situation. A tow truck driver helped her not only by towing the car, but then driving her 40 minutes out of his way to get to her speech. Her friend was very understanding. She was able to use the story during her talk, which really helped people relate and understand what she was saying. And nothing that she originally predicted and she originally feared came true. But she had to let go of all those future-oriented, fearful thoughts and bring herself back to the present and trust. And that's so much of what mindfulness is. It is trusting. It is trusting that if we don't constantly go over our to-do list in our head, that we will get everything done. It's trusting that if we don't think about every possible terrible scenario so that we can prepare for it, that when we face challenges, we will always be able to get through them. And that is what we are going to be talking about today when I say not to allow yourself to think about the future. And for those of us who are planners, this can be the most anxiety-provoking activity so far. Now, ideally, mindfulness is the consistent practice of being present in the moment, which means there's no thought ever about the future. But like I mentioned, work and responsibilities make this impossible to do. To engage in a modified version of this mindful activity, it would probably be helpful to make a schedule for the day and plan out what needs to be done for work and other responsibilities. 
Now, I kind of suggested this whenever we went over having a mindful bedtime routine. This can be incorporated every morning if you find it helpful, or you can do it the night before for the next day. These are the things I need to take care of. They're written down on paper. Be realistic with yourself because it can cause more stress if you plan this giant to-do list and just set yourself up for failure because there's no way you'll get everything done. Be realistic, write it down, but then it's out of your head. So other than this brief planning, try not to think about anything besides what you're doing at that moment. If you're answering emails, for example, focus on only what you're writing. Bring yourself back to the intention, like we mentioned before, behind these emails. And you're not going to focus on what you're going to do after you send the email. Because how often are we doing a task? And while we're doing that task, we are thinking of what we're going to do next. How often are you actually doing a task when you're thinking about the task? Especially tasks that don't require a lot of concentration. Probably not that often. The same with whenever you're eating any meal. Be mindful while you're eating instead of thinking what you have to do once lunch is over or dinner's over. If you experience anxiety or worry and you notice that these thoughts are coming in, if it's something you need to remember to do, write it down. If it is not, repeat the mantra, I let go and trust. Just like in the story I just told you, she let go and trusted, everything worked out. The story that I told you earlier in the week with my flat tire, I did not let go and trust, but everything worked out my day would have been so much more peaceful if I had just repeated that mantra in my head. Keep in mind, there will likely be challenging moments, but you are now equipped to handle it. We are on day 20 of this challenge, and even if you've only listened to a handful of episodes and you've done a handful of activities, you are far more equipped now than you were before. Remember this. When you notice your thoughts are drifting to the future, whether it be the near future or the far future, let them drift out of your mind and then refocus your attention on this present moment. You want to draw from any practices that you learned during this challenge to help you today. And what you will likely find is that everything you need to get done gets done with a lot less stress And you have so much more energy at the end of the day. Many of us do not have very physical jobs, yet we feel so tired at the end of the day. This fatigue is caused by overthinking. We drain ourselves of all our mental energy and physically we feel its effects. Think about the toll that this could possibly take long term. So it's time to reclaim your peace in this moment and stop allowing future thoughts, fears, apprehensions to take away your energy in these moments today. As I said, it might be a good idea to kind of make a list and a plan for your day, put it in your phone, write it in your planner on a piece of paper, keep it handy. For those list makers out there, it's going to feel real good whenever you check off everything that you get done. And anytime that you find yourself doing an activity and thinking about, oh my gosh, what's next on my list? Stop yourself. Focus on that activity. Remind yourself you will check the list once you're done with this activity. This should be a fun one. This is a challenging one for a lot of people. It's a challenging one for me, for sure. 
I hope that anybody that does deal with anxiety about the future or a lot of fearful thoughts is able to find some peace today. I wish you luck and I will talk with you tomorrow, which is the final day of our 21 day mindfulness challenge. Love and light. Thank you for listening to Mindful Mondays with Rachel, a mind, body and spirit entrepreneur production. If you enjoyed today's episode, head over to www.mymbse.com for more free resources and trainings. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and give us a review. And join us next week for a brand new meditation and reflection.